Welcome to the New Swingers Podcast, the only podcast in the world specifically created for and focused on couples who are new to or curious about the swinger lifestyle. It is for audiences of those age 18 years and older. And though we give our opinions, we are not therapists or mental health professionals, and our opinions are simply our own. So here's the deal. Lots of couples new to the swinger lifestyle have a lot of questions, and they're often nervous or feel insecure. Our mission is to help you answer all of those questions so you can explore the swinger lifestyle comfortably at your own pace and make your sex life sizzle. Our voices have been changed to protect our identities and any email questions of yours that we read will be addressed anonymously to protect your identity as well. And a lot of you ask about wanting to see what June looks like because she sounds so hot. Well, she is hot. And here's how you can see what she looks like. This hot, sexy, gorgeous, former church preschool teacher turned hot swinger wife. Just click the first link in the show notes to check out June's OnlyFans page. You'll get unlimited access to hot, daily, uncensored glimpses of her and her gorgeous 32 D pierced nipples. She gets pretty crazy on there. Just click the first link in the show notes. We are back. Today, <laughs> we're talking about some of the most common challenges for newbies to the swinger lifestyle. Well, you know the, what you forgot to say. Who well, are you? Oh, I'm John. <laughs> I'm June. <laughs> and we just drink vodka for lunch. Yes, we and, did. And we're naked, as yes. always, as usual. I mean, it's pretty much I think much vodka expected. is the new addition. Vodka is the new addition. Vodka is the new addition, huh? It is. Seems like that should be on a t-shirt somewhere. It should. Like, vodka. <laughs> Like, it's the new medicine. It's the new edition. Actually, it's not the new medicine. People have been using vodka medicinally for, well, I don't know when it came out, but I'd say hundreds of years, but um, probably decades at least, because it's good shit, or else people like us wouldn't be drinking it before we do a naked podcast. Hey, look, it's a dick. She's looking at my dick. Okay. June is literally going down on me again. She tried to do it before I hit record on the podcast, but... uh I told <laughs> Damn girl. What can I say when the vodka kicks in? It kicks in. Vod- You're yeah, welcome. There's that, there's that song Tequila makes her clothes fall off. Uh vodka makes this girl suck dick. <laughs> I would say it makes her clothes fall off, but they're already off. They're so already they, off. They can't fall off anymore. No. Her clothes are already off. They're already they can't off. fall off anymore. <laughs> it's like on Super Troopers when he's like, pull over your car. And the guy's like, he's already pulled over, man. He can't pull over anymore. <laughs> but yes, today we're talking about the most common challenges for newbie swingers to the lifestyle mm-hmm. or those who are exploring it in, in the very beginning. Because, you know, one of the big things in the beginning is that most people don't tend to know what they don't know. Like, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what to look out for. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times when you face certain struggles, you might tend to think you're all by yourself. You're all alone. Maybe no one else feels this way because maybe you don't know very many people in the lifestyle because you're new to it. And so we want to address a number of these today. Yeah. In fact, we we took a poll online Mm -hmm. and these are the responses we got. We're going to go through them. Some of them are overlapping. Others are overlapping with insight. And then others are completely distinct. And so um, if we if we hit one that repeats, which we definitely will, we'll read it, but then we'll also skip over it if there's nothing new to add to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, we basically asked 
um, uh, a bunch of online swinger forums and groups. What was the number one biggest challenge you and your partner faced uh, that you had to overcome when you were new to the lifestyle? Because as you know, this is the new swingers podcast. Yeah. This is for people who are new. The reason June and I created this podcast is because look, there are a lot of really good swinger podcasts out there that we love listening to together. Yes. But one of the problems we found was that all these issues we were facing as newbies, as just exploring the lifestyle for the first time, brand new to this, we couldn't find any podcast. And maybe it's out there. Send us an email, uh, newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email if you actually know of one that addresses the the experiences, the struggles, the fears, the anxieties, and the insecurities, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, those who are new to the lifestyle. We created this yeah. as practical advice for newbie swinger couples and those who are curious about the lifestyle. Because again, lots of couples, we, you know, were curious about the lifestyle, but we were nervous because yeah. there aren't, you know, we, we don't know what to expect. You yeah. might not know what to expect. And on this podcast, we not only document our own journey and offer practical tips for beginners, uh, just like you and even us at this point, we consider ourselves that. Uh, so you can comfortably explore the lifestyle, the lifestyle, sorry, I've had vodka, <laughs> lifestyle, lifestyle. You can get your questions answered and also discover new ways to make your love life even more amazing because, look, we've been married almost 20 years. We have a great marriage and we have a great fucking sex life. Hell but since, yeah. But since joining the lifestyle, what's happened to our sex life? It's skyrocketed even more. So it's even better. Yeah. Now... We we both come from a very strict background where it's one man, one woman. Um, you wouldn't even think, or I mean, to even think such thoughts about swinging, or considering exploring the sexual curiosities that you know are in you, mm-hmm. but you can't tell anyone, are basically a cardinal sin. It's like oh, unforgivable. Yeah. Like you would not dare tell somebody. Uh, you know, who you went to church with, or even if they were a good, trusted friend, like, you wouldn't fucking dare. Mm-hmm. And and I want to say this, like, the whole point of us doing this podcast is, like, we are on a journey ourselves as newbies. And, you know, we're like, you know what, let's document this. Let's see if something that we're dealing with can help somebody else. Like, maybe they won't be in the same boat that we were in two months ago. Yeah. Like maybe we could give them advice and we could encourage them. They don't have to deal with the same shit that we've had to, you know, go through to get to overcome and get through. Yeah. Like that's the whole reason of this podcast. Like it's for you guys. Like it's you. Like we have you in mind this whole time. Like we are doing this because we don't want you to deal with a lot of the things that we've dealt with the last couple months. If yeah. we can help you with not having to deal, deal with that, like, that's our goal. Yeah. I mean, because when people get into it, everyone kind of comes in from a different place mentally. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the thing is, we all, we're all basically dealing with a lot of the same issues. Yeah. Um, up front, which we're going to discuss today. Mm-hmm. And we just thought, you know, we, we, we just wish that, we wished that somebody would have had a resource that, um, like a podcast like this, where they, where they would just talk about like the most common struggles and the things they're going through, how they got through them, 
like we've had to scour the internet and we found pieces of, of advice, good advice here and there, but it was all everywhere. It wasn't like in one place. Yeah. And that's what the new swingers podcast is all about. It's, it's all the advice. It's all as many answers as, as are possible to get all in one place. Yeah. So you can have the most pleasant experience possible. And, you know, one that enhances your relationship, not damn near destroys it because you can't seem to get on the same page. Mm -hmm. So today, again, we're talking about a question we asked online. Yeah. What was the number one biggest challenge you and your partner faced that you had to overcome when you were new to the lifestyle? Do we want to start with our answers or do we want to start with the other ones? Yeah, let's start with our answers. Okay. So when so when we recently got into this, uh, and by the way, we never considered we we'd hear swinging, and we'd just like ha, that's funny. Like people have sex, <laughs> people hang out and they fuck each other. It's like yeah, we'd never do that. <laughs> but then you get real honest about uh, some of your desires, and you go, hmm, uh, can we be honest with each other? Uh, this is kind of mm-hmm. uh, it might be going in that direction, and uh, yeah. So so as far as the biggest challenge we faced, uh, uh, June's going to go first. What was one of the biggest challenges you faced? I think it was like a lot of the unknowns, like how am I going to feel if John does something with someone else? That's not me because I mean, we've been married. December will be what? 17 years. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. And I, 17, 18, something like that. Almost, and I, almost 20 years. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so in all that time, it's just been you and I. And now all of a sudden, like a light switch, we've decided to join this new thing called the lifestyle, the swinger club, the swinger lifestyle. Yeah. And it's kind of like a secret society. And <laughs> it's like a lot of the unknowns of like, how am I going to feel when he's doing something with someone else that isn't me, because my whole time of living 38 years has been you're with your husband and only your husband and nothing else. And if it if you want more than that, you're fucking wrong in every fucking way. And you're going to fucking hell for every fucking only, thing. And you can only fuck in the missionary position if you want to make some fucking kids, because that's the only excuse to ever have sex. Which so, I never found quite appealing, but yeah, the there was a little bit of jealousy, but ninety nine. I well, I'd say mo- probably ninety percent. Just to be honest, about ninety percent of it was not jealousy. It was the territorial, like, um, I don't know this chick, and she's wanting to be fucked by John. I don't know, like, just a lot of the unknowns of 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 how am I going to feel after the fact. And then just like the territorial, like it wasn't jealousy. It was a territorial, which our friend told good friends told us about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, like explain, you're not, explain that. yeah, he said, you're not jealous, June. You are territorial because well, you, you care about your land and you don't want somebody coming on your land and hunting on your land and who you don't get a good vibe for and destroying that land and just, you know, basically destroying our marriage. Well, he, and he described jealousy more as you like jealousy. He more described as you wanting someone that you wanting something someone else has. Yeah. But he said, but you, you already have John. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't want something someone else has. You already, you've already won. You already have John. 
One of the biggest challenges people face when they're new to the swinger lifestyle is finding other like-minded people to connect with and get to know. Because most people don't want others to know they're in the lifestyle. So how can you actually find these people? It's very simple, actually. Just go download our free two-page guide called Swing Easy. It's a free two-page PDF document where we show you three of the fastest and easiest places you can start meeting other couples just like you in the next 24 hours or less, guaranteed. Just click the link in the show notes that says free Swing Easy PDF so you can start connecting with other like-minded couples and making new, fulfilling friendships and connections in the next 24 hours or less. Go click the link and grab it right now before the offer expires. Yeah. He, he just he And so just, K kind of I'll just initiate K initiate uh, or oh my gosh, I can't talk all the vodka. <laughs> the initial K, he just said, he said, June, like it's not he doesn't sound like you have jealousy. It's more of your territorial because you care so much about John, uh, the land that you don't want just any fucking person going on your land who you don't get a good vibe for and feel like, okay, yeah, I can totally let that happen. And, and it's going to be great for both of us. Yeah. Because, you know, he used that example of, Hey, if you own land and hunters come on your land, if you invite them, mm-hmm. you want them to take care of that. Yeah. You know, it's not that you're like, you're, you're jealous of them being on your own land. You just don't want them fucking things up or leaving Trash yeah. everywhere. Leave no trace kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, leave it better than you found it. Mm-hmm. They're just as good. And, uh, you know, and that's a respect thing, really. And, and you know, we don't know everybody who's in the lifestyle. Nobody knows everybody. And, you know, there are some people out there who are, you know, real pieces of shit. Yeah. But there are other people who are just golden people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just great humans. And so. Like A and N. That yeah. we first met in the last mm-hmm. style. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't mm-hmm. know who is who. So, you know, of course you should be on guard for that. And that's Absolutely. totally normal. Yeah. And then what about you, John? What was your thing? I know I, I just spoke about mm-hmm. mine. What was yours? Well, I'm, I've been pretty open the whole time to anything because I'm a pretty open-minded person. So mm-hmm. really, uh, my biggest battle or challenge was really dealing with you um, as bad as that sounds. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and the resentment that began to grow within me towards you. And the reason I say that is that I gave you, we talked about in the, uh, and I think it was the previous episode, episode six, um, how to, how to argue less. And discover new hot kink, your new hot kinks in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We talked in that episode about yesterday, yeah. yeah. And so, um, you talked. We talked about how how I was okay with you doing anything because mm-hmm. I'm an open minded person. To me, it's like if you love somebody, you'll let them be free to be them and love them as they are. And I thought, if you love me, then you would love me as I am. Uh, and let me do what I want. What I didn't know was that you receive love and acceptance and feel cared for when I tell you what the fuck you can or can't do in the lifestyle. Yeah. Or even in some aspects of, of daily life, because you believe that if I control what you do, not in an abusive way or anything unhealthy no, like that, by the way. No. But if I if I control what you do or I 
or I try to tell you what you can or can't do, you feel like I care enough about you to tell you to, to an extent, control you or to tell you what what you can and can't do. Absolutely. And again, I'm I, I, again, I grew up around abusive men who hurt women, so I've never wanted to be that kind of guy. But what I realized is that June's turn on, her big turn on, is when I tell her what she can or can't do, whether it's in daily life or in the bedroom sexually or what she's going to do with somebody. So she's really turned on by that. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> just got a blowjob again. <laughs> See, You're welcome. I just, I didn't even tell her to. No. Bitch, I didn't tell you to suck. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I, know, I don't call her. I, I don't love, call her. I don't call her that, by the I way. I love your dick. I call her daddy's little whore and she really loves that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, my biggest challenge was dealing with the opposition from you when I let you explore your sexual side in the lifestyle, but then you would have a problem every time with me exploring mine. And uh, to me, it was the height of hypocrisy. And uh, I I damn near hated you for it. And you didn't know what to do about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You didn't know how to get rid of the feelings. Um, And as a result, there was resentment that uh, began to grow in me and started a few of the major fights we ended up having so that was my biggest struggle. But once we realized, like, you receive love and feeling loved in a way that's different than me, like, that pretty much, that solved the problem for us for the most part. Because we even, we listened to our own podcast, episode six, that we just referred to. We listened to it this morning just to hear what all of you hear. Yeah. So we could hear it from, like, a listener's perspective. It was mm-hmm. funny as fuck in so many places. <laughs> There's even one spot we were like, man, that's damn good advice. And I even learned something through listening to our own. I'm like, shit, I didn't even realize that when we said it. And here's what that was. It was, I said, June, given I, I, I control you and tell you what to do because you love that and makes you feel cared about. Does that make it easier for you to let me explore myself and be free to be me in the lifestyle and do things I want to do with my fantasies, uh, even with someone else. And you said, yes, the fact that I'm taking care of you in the way you want to feel taken care of, meaning I tell you what you can or can't do. That actually opened the door for me, me telling you what you can or can't do opens the door for me to do what I want. Well, yeah, because that's I mean, a huge realization. Well, here's here's and I and I told him this today, too. I said, John, I said, you know, you he goes around. It's hilarious. It's his thing now. It's so funny. <laughs> we'll go to the club and he brings out the paddle and it says slut and it's, it's a little other paddle and, and it says slut. And so when you smack and our the friends ass, told says, us about it, it says slut. It imprints it on, on someone's ass or wherever you hit him. Yes. <laughs> and so we learned that from our good friends, DN, DNL. Wait, not DNL, DNA. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And I was like, you know, like, I, so Saturday, like, well, because we discovered all this on Friday. And so we went to the club on Saturday and like this one chick, you spanked her. Well, first of all, I, I walk around the dance floor. Hell yeah. I I didn't, (laughs) I didn't do this as a tactic. I discovered it. Yeah. And it's great. I I walk on the dance floor and offer my paddle to the guys to spank their ladies mm-hmm. on the dance floor at the, at the swinger club. Well, a lot of guys are like, oh, I don't want to do it, but you do it to her. And this night, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't want to, but he's like, you do it. 
And then she bent over and pulled up her skirt. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. And she wanted more. So she said the more sign, like, do more. Yeah, and like harder, do it more. This lady was, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And hot, really hot. And tan. And oh, my God. So, like, he, like, spanked her several times. And then she came up and she starts making out with him. Well, before that, though, she wanted you to spank her. So I gave you the paddle. Well, no. Let's tell an order. Okay. (laughs) I think that's the order, but vodka. Well, the order was you spanked her a few times. And then she came up and she starts making out with John. And then she looks at me and she hands me the paddle like, hey. Now uh-huh. it's your turn to fucking spank me. And I was like, oh. Oh, God. It was a Okay. Um, I can do that. So I spanked her a few times as hard as I could. And then she came over and she made out with me. So we got, we both got to make out with this unknown person. And the husband, yeah, I've, I've learned this from where I come from. If you look at a guy's lady, he wants to beat your ass. <laughs> In the lifestyle, there's a surprising number of people, I've said this before, I'd say it again, there's a surprising number of guys who love to see other guys like make out with and fuck their ladies. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it because I'm not that way, but that's just, I'm just different than they are and that's okay. Mm-hmm. This was that situation, which is because it was so hot, because now we've discovered that really, really, we have a fantasy, the two of us, we, our fantasy is like, we love to just find a lady to play with and please you even had an idea. <laughs> she brought an idea up to me this morning, and she did one of those things where she covers her face and giggles. And I know, yeah, she's doing it right now. And I'm like, you have a kinky idea you don't want to say, but you know you have to tell me. Mm. Would you like to share what that fantasy idea is that you'd like to try sometime? I just said if we find the lady, because I have my own um, double-sided dildo that vibrates, I was like, oh, it would be really hot to like maybe do the double dildo with a girl and then you're fucking her from behind. And of course, like I said, my whole face was covered in and I was bright red the whole time I was telling him. <laughs> and <my laughs> and of course, his dick went real fucking hard, real fucking quick, like it is right now. What can I say? I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm only one man. <laughs> and I had like kind of noticed that like. I don't know. A few days ago, I was like, huh, if we did have a girl here, what could we do? Like, so we're kind of because we both love to play with the same person. We found that we really love to play together with people. And so I was like, well, how could we do that? If we had a girl here at the house, per se, what could we fucking do? And I was like, "Hmm." we and she want anything we and she wanted. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that would be really fucking hot if we like did the double dildo and with I'd be doing the double dildo with her. And then John's behind her, fucking her from the ass. Mm. <laughs> and his dick is getting even harder as I talk right now. It can't get harder than hard. And <laughs> so I, of course, like I said, was all blushing and everything, but I told him so he'd know kind of what's on my mind because I try to be you know as honest and communicate with him about things that randomly come in my mind about new kinks or things i want to do with him with come in your mind come in your mind shit i almost came on your freaking lap when you told me that you were sitting <laughs> true on the story couch. <laughs> oh my god that's hot yeah so that was kind of our new thing that i just kind of realized a couple days ago and she literally just told me this morning mm-hmm. which was a result of 
us listening to our own episode six. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't heard episode six, um, I highly suggest you go listen to it. It's imagine, my favorite imagine, so far. Imagine what you'll get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't mean to get anything out of our own, but uh, we did. We did. Contemplation. Guys, have you found it difficult to get and keep an erection while at lifestyle events? If so, you're not alone, and it's common. The new environment and the distractions can contribute to a lack of an erection due to performance anxiety at the very moment you need it the most. I personally ran into this issue early on in the lifestyle, and it was super frustrating. But don't worry, there's a solution. If you use our link in the show notes and use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout, you'll get $30 off your order of FDA-approved ED medication from Shameless Care so you can get hard and stay hard in the moments that matter most. Don't question your manhood or feel like less of a man ever again. Just click the link in the show notes right now to get $30 off before the promotion ends so you can get back in the game and blow your sex partner's mind. Click the link right now and simply use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout. So, um, other than my wife um, telling me she wants her and I to DP a, a beautiful lady, um, which would be awesome. I hope that happens soon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there we're on, back to what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. The biggest challenges you and your partner face in the lifestyle and uh, that you had to overcome. So we don't have all the answers, by the way, to these. We have our ideas, but we have, we've also talked to a lot of people in the lifestyle since we've been in it. And so we'll share some of those answers, too, that, that we've received about some of these. And you know what? There there might be answers that we don't end up saying because there isn't time or we don't know those answers. And yeah. if you have a solution to one of these things, uh, one of these challenges that are common for new swingers, uh, newbies to the lifestyle, or those who are just curious about it, feel free to email us at at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and tell us, hey, this is what worked for us yeah. with this particular challenge. And uh, we'd be happy to share it. This is all about you. It's about all of you listeners and just helping everybody. And, you know, we're learning stuff along the way here, too. We don't claim to, to know everything or be the experts. Mm-hmm. But go ahead and uh, read this first one. This one just came in, actually, right before we hit record. Um, It says fears of missing out that goes with lots of other comments, good communication, learning to say the things you feel and debrief, taking one for the team is not a good thing, finding mutual connections, understanding and overcoming jealousy. Okay. So now, I don't know if that was, there's was a, that part of it too, understanding yeah, that. Yeah, well, well, there's several things this person mentioned, so let's go through a few of them. Okay. Good communication. That yeah, that's a pretty general thing, but he he said learning to say the things you feel in debrief. You need to make space and make it okay for your partner to be honest about how they feel, mm-hmm. whether it's an insecurity or maybe it's a fantasy sexually that they want to fulfill that may or may not involve you, or or maybe involves you and, and some others, or in a different way, creating that space where. It's a safe environment. You know, we, we actually teach people what they can say to us and not say to us. Yeah. Like we, we have family members who we would love to share some of our life with, but through our interaction with them and through knowing them, we know there's no way in fucking hell we could ever talk to them about certain things, even if we wanted to. Yeah. Because they, they've taught us they're not safe people to talk to. Mm-hmm. They gossip. They talk shit. Um, they believe this way and this way only. They don't want to hear a fucking thing from anyone else who thinks different. And so it's like, okay, those aren't safe people to talk to. Yeah. Don't be that 
with your partner. This is your partner. Like, I mean, you're both trying to get the most fulfillment and love and satisfaction out of this. You're both probably wanting a lot of the same things to be to be felt and heard and understood yeah. and accepted for who you are at the core of everything. That's probably what you both ultimately want. You just have different pathways of getting there because you're different people. Yeah. Um, not taking one for the team. Here's what that means. Huh. Don't take one for the team. If you don't know what that means, let's say June and I meet a beautiful lady. And her husband is maybe not so not so attractive in June's eyes. So June's like, yeah, I'm interested in her like you are, but I'm really not interested in him. But it's the scenario where it's like, well, they only full swap or they only I only get to play with her if June, you'll play with him. And you're like, okay, damn it, fine, I'll do this thing I don't want to do with this guy I'm not attracted to. But you get you get me next time. Like that's called taking one for the team. We don't believe in that. No, we don't. Because one, we just don't like it. And two, it goes against consent. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody should ever play with somebody they don't want to play with. And you should never feel bad about that. Yeah. And so. And I've, I've, I mean, literally for just being honest, like I've had to work through that on my own of like not mm. feeling bad if I don't want to. And why like would you feel, why I'm, would you feel bad if you don't want well, to? Well, because if it's somebody that we both really want to play with girl wise, um, but they're, like you said, if they're full swap, I'm like, okay, but I don't, I don't know that guy and I don't, I'm not attracted to that guy, but I am attracted to the girl. Then what do we do in that situation? Well, and you know, the thing, and then I'm like, well, crap, I don't want it to be my fault that I'm not, you know, like that. I can't have my fun with her. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, we actually talked about this because. You know, there are a lot of great people in the lifestyle that we're just not attracted to. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe their partner we are. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, if if I was playing with the lady and the guy was feeling left out, well, the lady has, you know, two hands and a mouth and a few other parts that sexually play with. Mm-hmm. If I'm on one end or you're on one end, well, there's no there's no reason this person couldn't also be with their partner at the same time. Yeah. So it's not a total deal breaker. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of combinations <laughs> you could say that people can go through to um, enjoy each other. Yeah, where somebody absolutely. Doesn't, where someone doesn't feel left out. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless the guy is one of those who's like, no one's fucking my lady if I ain't fucking theirs. And it's like, okay, well, there's enough guys in this, in this lifestyle who like to watch their ladies with other dudes and couples. We'll go find them. Yeah, definitely. So, and so, um, this one was, uh, understanding, understanding and overcoming jealousy. Yeah. We already kind of touched on that. We did. The next one says, understanding that sex is sex and feelings are feelings. We learn taking it as taking it as playing a sport. We don't have to, we don't have to have a feeling for someone to have a nice time playing soccer with them. That's our main approach. Okay. So they're saying we treat this as a sport recreationally. Mm-hmm. Like it's just fucking. It's just sex. It's just physical sex that's enjoyable, sexual acts. It doesn't mean we're in love with these people or emotionally bonded with this cold and to some fucked up as that seems. We were taught that that is shallow and fucked up. 
Yeah. But the truth is that we all enjoy that kind of stuff to some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people, how many people out there, like, they have one night stands and it's fucking hot because they're fucking a stranger that they never have to see again. And it's this amazing hot memory. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So read, uh, go ahead and go to this one. Feeling comfortable. Feeling comfortable to meet other people. Mm-hmm. Like how to feel more comfortable meeting new people. So maybe these people might be shy. Yeah. You know, we've been in the club and felt shy before. Mm-hmm. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. Well, when you're new. Yeah. And there are a lot of people in clubs like the one we go to. It's a little higher end club here in Dallas. It's kind of considered of the two clubs that are in the Dallas area. It's considered like the the higher end one. Like some people say it's uppity and clicky. I don't think it's actually clicky. I don't think it is. Either, I think really. most people are afraid to talk to each other or they're shy. So they don't. And then mm-hmm. they perceive it as clicks because we've talked to a lot of people in there. We walked up and talked to people. I don't think we've ever been shot down ever. We've no. never had anyone go, keep walking, buddy. We ain't interested in talking to you. Like, yeah. I mean. We've never had that. Yeah. And there's different ways we do that. Like, oh, remember on the glow night, that beautiful black woman, she was real skinny, had a great ass, great body, mm-hmm. great boobs. And she had that, what was it, like a fishnet body stocking on that was yeah. like neon glowing. What did you, remember what you went up to her and said? I was like, oh my gosh, I fucking love your outfit. It's so hot. And how'd she react? Do you remember what she said? Oh my gosh, thank you, honey. <laughs> and then she's like, my name's this, and what's your name? And then she turned around and proceeded to point out all the other people in the group. She goes, that's my husband, that's my wife, and those three chicks are just bitches I fuck all the time. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, the club had been open like 20 minutes. And like, she was already hammered as shit, and she was, I mean, she was one of these ladies who was like the life of the party oh yeah and everywhere we saw her that night she was just on the stripper pole she was dancing didn't give a shit dance with me a few times dance, dance with, with you, you. Well, kind of both of us at one point yeah yeah she tried you know she was introducing us to to friends of hers i mean like it didn't like matter like i'm no. being being shy the reason we're shy is because we're afraid of being rejected and that yeah. hurts yeah uh, nobody wants that mm-hmm. you know it's like trying to like like if you're a guy asking out the pretty girl at school when you're in eleventh grade and you're like, oh, what if she turns me down? And then she talks shit about me to her friends. And the thing is, in the lifestyle, if you're a couple, it's not the same mm-hmm. because at the very least, you walk away with your partner, and if even if you don't have any fun with others, you can go home and enjoy your partner. Oh yeah, I mean, there's been so many times that we didn't play really with anybody. One of the nights we just danced the night away at the club mm. and then we got home and fucked like animals. Yeah, it was pretty great. So, I mean, yeah. And we, we kind of go into the club with no expectations either. Like, yeah. okay, if, great. If we meet somebody and we want to play and fuck with, okay, great. If we don't, okay, great. Like we just kind of have that okay, great attitude no matter what. Yeah. But the thing is like, and here's what's great about at least being like a like a man woman or it doesn't matter if you're a man woman couple but if i see a beautiful woman like you know june and i we're attracted to the same kinds of women <laughs> yes so we are i know if i'm turned on by her and june will be too so i'll say hey look at that lady over there 
you know, with the whatever on the whatever hair. I said, we should go talk to her. Here's a, here's a really easy way, if you're a woman, to break the ice. Go up and just compliment that lady you're attracted to. But don't do it with the intention where you're giving off weird vibes that you want to fuck. Yeah. Like, just genuinely give them a compliment like 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 June did. Like, oh my gosh, I love what you're wearing. It's a full body fishnet and it's glow in the dark. You look amazing. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't love to be given genuine compliments? Oh, everybody does. And we weren't trying to fuck this lady, even no. though that would have been really hot. Because yeah. she was wild as shit. I saw her sucking. I saw I saw her riding somebody later in the night at the upstairs uh, at the upstairs lounge on the couch, and I'm like, "Fuck!" But we never played with her. Um, but June paid her a genuine compliment. Yeah, that she really liked about her, mm-hmm. and that broke the ice open. We met like five or six other people. It was great, but we didn't have any intent, mm-hmm. um, you know, to do anything with her. And sometimes it happens that you do, other times you don't. Yeah. So, what's the next one here? Meeting other people who thought like us, how to find and meet more like-minded people in the lifestyle. So, yeah, it's like we all walk in there. Here's the funny thing. We walk into a lifestyle club, a swinger club, the first time. Most people don't know what to expect. By the way, if you don't know what to expect, go listen to episode three. It's about your very first visit to a swingers club. It's three quick tips. Mm -hmm. Um you're going to realize that it's not anything that your imagine your imagination probably thinks up. Oh, absolutely. Because our imaginations think the worst. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's just normal people like you and me. Um, but this person said, you know, one of the biggest challenges is meeting other people who thought like us. Well, by, by thought like us, what do they mean? They want to try swinging, be into swinging, fool around, right? Do they want to do full swap? Do they want to do soft swap? They just want to play around. I mean, or there could be wanna... a lot of meanings to that. Yeah. You know, do you want to do like more like what's called like a parallel play where you and one or two other couples are on the same bed and you're all playing with your own partners and doing things, but you're just doing that there. So you're with your own partner. We don't know what that means exactly. But usually, I mean, there's a common phrase in the lifestyle. You'll see it in every forum and online group everywhere. Looking for like-minded couples. Okay, looking looking for other couples who are into swinging that we can connect with and become friends with and also maybe have sex with if there's a great connection and attraction. That's what they usually mean. Yeah. Um, if you're in a swingers club, you're around, like everybody in there is in there for that reason. Yeah. If you can't, if it's hard to meet like-minded people, like you're going to the wrong place. Yeah. Like if you're going fishing, you don't go to the fucking desert. <laughs> yeah. You go to the ocean, you go to the lake. Why? Because that's where the fucking fish live. Yeah, well, absolutely. Where do other swingers and people who are into that shit hang out? Swinger clubs. Yeah. There are meet and greets. Yep. Which are usually, like a meet and greet is typically like, it's in a, a more public vanilla setting and everyone's just there to meet each other. There's no swinger stuff going on because it's a public place. You wouldn't want to get kicked out or <laughs> arrested for indecent exposure. Or fucking yeah. in public, but yeah, there's but that. you can meet people and see if there is like that connection there. Yeah, well, you just meet. Yeah, you just meet people in those settings, or you can go online. Mm-hmm. There's there's a SDC, which there's a, we have a, we have an affiliate link where you can get like a free thirty days free if you go into the show notes right now and click that link for SDC. Yeah, you get like a full a full membership for thirty days free. 
it doesn't cost anything. Go down there in the show notes right now and click it. Um, and you can get down there and you can literally see people who live, I mean, near you, around you, or within a few hours of your anywhere, yeah. um, who you can connect with. And there's events and all kinds of things. Um, there's Cassidy, but which there's also a link in the show notes where you can meet even more people yeah. in, in just the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, both have been very effective for us. We've connected with a lot of people there. There's uh, online groups, forums. I mean, just just Google them. Um, but show up at a lifestyle club. Show up at a swinger club. Uh, everyone there, minus the workers, is, is there looking for pretty much the same thing to some extent. And so, um, I know I'm doing lots of talking, so I do a lot of that, especially when I drink. Go ahead and uh, read the next one for us. Um, it says, getting over mental expectations in her head that it's just a big orgy kind of thing. You make it what you want, getting out of your head so you can have more fun in bed. Yeah, that's pretty much a name I gave it. So they're talking about kind of like overthinking. You know, this person was saying basically his lady was overthinking things and had a lot of, it sounds like had a lot of mental expectations um, that it's something that it's not. Oh, yeah, do orgies happen? Of course they do. They're fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But like, no one has, the great thing that I love about the lifestyles. Nobody expects you to do anything if you don't want to. If you say no, everyone's just most of the time people are just kind of like, okay, and they go find someone else. Occasionally, you have the asshole who doesn't like being turned down and rejected, but that's his problem. And fuck that guy. You know, if he <laughs> if he acts like an asshole because you didn't want to fuck him or do something with him. But um, we have you know some about that too, and mm-hmm. uh, we we have an episode about that. It's uh, episode two called "Guys: How Not to Be a Fucking Weirdo and Get More Action." Yeah, so um, we talk about that in detail. About yeah, we that talk one. about several different uh, experiences there, uh, but those aren't the norm. I mean, most mm-hmm. of the time, people are very respectful. People are just normal, like the rest of us. And you're shaking your head. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Well, I only say that because, like, this past Saturday, like, two different, well, three different people. One was a lady. She's like, oh, can I touch you? And then she starts, like, sucking on my boobs. And I'm like, yeah, you can touch me. I didn't really say you could suck on my boobs. Like, I wish she would have asked me that. Um, So that kind of made it awkward. Then there's other couple we've met, like, once or twice. And this was while, while our Barbie doll frame was riding you with a double dildo, and, uh, yeah, and I was it, licking your other boo. So we were we were in a big kind of orgy setting. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not I'm not saying that that justifies anything. I'm just I'm just kind of painting the picture of where we were. Yeah, and and she's like, oh, can I can I touch you? And I was like, yeah, sure. But like, she starts sucking my boobs, and I'm like, okay, I thought you were gonna like touch me. Oh, you're gonna like suck my boobs. Um, and she could have had a lot to drink that night. Who knows? Like, I don't know. But that kind of made me feel awkward. Then this couple that we've only met like once or twice, he kind of puts his arm around me and I'm kind of feeling his arm like around my back area. Well, it was on it was on like the like the railing behind you. But you said he was standing kind of close, really close. OK. And I told you, though, and this is a good tip for anyone. If you ever feel like someone's too close, mm-hmm. number one, don't give a fuck about offending them. Uh, just step away from them. And, and turn towards them. Well, that's my problem. I'm trying to get over that. Because <laughs> well, I don't want to, I don't want to like sound like this bitch who's like, why are you like. 
Well, you don't have to make a scene. I don't think there's a reason for that. Yeah, and I don't want to. I mean, unless somebody walks up and, like, grabs your vagina, and you're like, what the fuck? I mean, that person's about to get thrown out on their ass anyway. Yeah. Um, but that that hasn't happened. No. But, you know, it's when you say, oh, yeah, you can touch me. People have their own ideas about what that means. Plus, if alcohol is involved, which usually is, that mm-hmm. can be a blurred line. Um, okay, but the other guy was not, there was no blurred line because he didn't fucking ask to touch me at all. And when I noticed, I told him to stop and he stopped immediately. But I was like, he literally had his arm around me. He's like, oh, touching, not that guy. Touching my shoulder. Oh, oh, you're talking about a different guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I told John later, I was like, I really didn't like that. That was partly why I wanted to just get the fuck out of there because like two or three people had done kind of the same kind of thing where I didn't say anything, which I should have. And I'm working on that. But like, I didn't say anything, but like, I was feeling like, why the fuck are you touching me? You didn't fucking ask me. Yeah. And some people do that to try and feel you out because sometimes people will touch back and it's like, oh, okay, they're open. Now, at the same time, nobody should ever touch you without your permission. And if they do, and you don't like it, you have the right to step away. Yeah. And to not let them do that and not have to feel bad about it. A lot of you women were raised over the past 40, 50 years to like, just keep the peace. Uh, it doesn't matter what you feel. That was me. And that, that's a completely fucked up perspective to have. Well, that's and so, me. And so that's what you've had to overcome. But I'm telling you, and I, I, I keep telling you, and you're a fast learner. If someone, you know, comes up and you're going to have people who test the boundaries, you know, try, like, you know, mm-hmm. touch you on the arm or what, like, they don't have the right to touch you anyway, anyway, um, in any way, shape or form without your permission. But some people will try mm-hmm. even just subtly, like the back or the shoulder, the arm. Um, you can just tell them, oh, please don't touch me. Thank you. And you can be nice about it. And it's different. Here's the thing. Here's the difference. It doesn't bother me too much when it's a girl. Like, yeah, the other, like, earlier on in that night, I was kind of bothered by it because she asked to touch me, and then she started sucking on my boob. She did kind of way more than you thought she was so going to. So, it was like, oh. But, like, the other girl, like, she's like, hey, it's great to meet you, and she starts, like, slightly touching my ass. It was awesome because I'm attracted to her. And it was hot. And it was hot. I wanted but to grab like, her ass, but she didn't grab mine, so I didn't feel <laughs> justified to do that. <laughs> but it was like... I don't know. That didn't bother me. But for some reason with guys, it fucking bothers the shit out of me. If I don't know you and you've not fucking asked to touch me, I don't want you fucking touching me. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. Don't touch a goddamn woman you didn't ask to touch. And she didn't give you an absolute resounding yes. If it was a no or a, "Mm, uh, well, uh, that's a fucking no, guys and Mm -hmm. ladies, but guys mainly. Yeah. Um, If it's anything but a resounding clear yes that's fine or absolutely that's a fucking no don't fucking touch people um you're 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 heading for a lot of trouble we'll talk about the other one because like see i didn't even notice the last one because of the fact well you you that i thought it was john or our good buddy that we were right next to which yeah which yeah we we know him and yes it's 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 okay Mm because we know he's not a fuck like a weirdo Mm -hmm. well i was eating out june and um Oh, shit. There go my notes. Fuck. Hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Hold that thought. <laughs> yeah, I know. My whole fucking notepad just, like, skimmed to the top, and I was near the bottom. Um, okay. 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 You were t- Oh, you're talking about the other guy. Yeah. 
so me and June, or June and our Barbie friend that we talk about, they were on their backs on this bed, and I was going down on June, and our our buddy who is with our Barbie friend, uh, he was going down on her. G.I. Joe. <laughs> we call him G.I. Joe. <laughs> um, and so as we're going down on the ladies, um, I randomly see sort of a hand uh, kind of brushing across June's left knee, which was like right right above my le- my right shoulder. And I saw that and I looked over and I put my hand up like, like get away, don't touch. Because number one, you didn't just ask to touch my wife's leg. I don't give a fuck if I'm going down on her. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. You didn't fucking ask. Yeah. I didn't get pissed off. I didn't make a scene. But I, I pointed at him. I looked away and I pointed at him. And I shook my finger. Like, don't do that. In my head. And he immediately stopped. So that's good. But here's the thing. Just because someone's having a good time with someone else does not give you permission to fucking touch them. No, it doesn't. Fucking zero. And here's what happened. You know, June has a hard time, you know, getting an orgasm at the club because it's so distracting. Yes. A lot of people we meet do. And I was kind of getting her there until yeah. I had to stop and tell this fucking idiot, hey, you didn't ask, like, don't fucking touch. Now, I was building up the tidal wave mm-hmm. to her orgasm. Yeah. And then the wave just fucking died. So it's like, yeah. fuck you, dude. Like, you don't value me. You don't value this woman. You're just selfish. You're doing this for you. Like, you didn't ask. And maybe he didn't have ill intent. If, even if you didn't mean it maliciously, dude, you fucked up her orgasm that she was on her way to. Yeah. And you don't value her enough to fucking ask. Oh, well, she's getting eaten out. And she's having a lot of pleasure. I couldn't ask. Then don't fucking touch, you retard. Mm-hmm, All right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, that's just me saying how I say it. But <laughs> don't fucking touch people unless you fucking ask them. Seriously? and they give you And they give you a fucking yes. Because here's the deal. We left fucking early because I was like tired of like people like two or three different four different people randomly touching me without permission. And I was like, I'm done. Let's just go. Because I, I mean, number one, I was getting tired. It was 2 a.m. Yeah. But number two, I was like, I'm done fucking people touching me and not fucking asking me. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Tonight. Yeah, and we Let's had go. a lot of sex that night with well. You and me as well as some with friends of ours. So <laughs> the, we were quite exhausted physically. But. Yeah. But for me, like, that was a big, huge reason of why I wanted to fucking leave right yeah, then. And I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of having, like, these two or three people who keep trying to touch me and didn't ask. And here's the thing, though. When they do that, you need to know that you respect yourself enough, like I said. When that happens, when it does, it's nothing usually... T- too usually too invasive but they still don't have the right yeah you need to turn away pull away step back from them and if you have to even say you didn't ask to touch me and i don't appreciate that you don't have to go that far if you don't want but simply stepping away is a very strong nonverbal communication that says hey don't do that yeah so anyway again nobody was like really violated here no but but the thing is just fucking ask. Yeah, it's always so, ask. It's so easy, you know? And if, if they don't want you touching them, good. You came with somebody, your own partner, if it's a couple's thing, go touch your partner. Yeah. Or go find someone else who doesn't mind you touching them. There's some. There's like several people for everybody in the lifestyle. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. 
Um, the next one says not knowing what our needs and boundaries were or how certain situations would feel until we had experienced it. Yeah. Not knowing. I mean, when you go into this thing, you don't, like we said in the beginning, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. What are your needs? What do you want? What are your boundaries? Personally or together as a couple, um, you don't really know how to establish those. And we'll talk about those in another episode. But you just kind of don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. which is why it's good. Um, you know, if you if you go into a club and you you ask the hostess, the, you know, the, the people working at the front, hey, we're new here. Are there any couples who maybe have been here a long time we could talk to and just get to know, you know, just ask them questions? Yeah. The people, the people at the front desk, they know the regulars. They know the VIPs. They know the people who have been coming there for a long time and that they're, you know, the ones that are good people that they can connect you with. And you can just ask them questions. It's not like, oh, hey, maybe they want to sleep with us or mm-hmm. like, it's just for the fact of, hey, we're new. Could you like fill us in on some stuff? Yeah. That's, I mean, most people in lifestyle, like initially, at least like when you go to the club, they're not trying to fuck you. Most people go there like just to make friends and and the fun sexual stuff happens organically yes. if the chemistry's there or yes. the attraction's there. Definitely. Like, yeah. I mean, that that's something that people don't know if they're not. If they've never been around it. Well, and that was the same for us. It's like, well, let's make let's make friends with people who are like minded like us, you know, and then if we want to play and it leads that way. okay, great. But our first intention's always been to, like, just make more friends that are like minded like we are. Yeah. Um, This next response about what was the biggest challenge they had was him. It says him. Oh, him wrapping his head around. It's just sex that I wasn't tired of him or unsatisfied by him, that it could just as easily be about making more open minded friends that we may have sex with. That's kind of what we just kind of touched on a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this this lady was talking about uh, her guy, you know, interpreting, you know, playing with her playing with someone else as, you know, she's tired and unsatisfied with him. So. She wants more from someone else. And again, we talked about that in previous episodes about the cake and the frosting. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if there's just a big pile of frosting, that's not a that's not a big beautiful cake. It's just a pile of frosting. Yeah. Kind of like what the lifestyle is. It's the frosting on the cake that is your relationship. But that's a real common thing because you know, for a guy, it's like, well, what if she tries another guy or does something and she likes it more than me, and now we're never the same. And then it, we never should have done it. And what if it leads to bad stuff for us or a divorce or a break? And she finds that she likes something better than me. Like, not to say that doesn't happen, but like, there's so much most couples usually have vested in each other that that you, I don't know that you have to worry about that as much as people might think. Yeah. Even though it is a thing that could possibly, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, she's going down again. This woman's insatiable. Better now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm better. <laughs> communication and jealousy. Um, we kind of talked on that. I mean, have open communication. Just, like, put anything... Like, make it safe, like we said, to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. If you don't make it safe for your partner to talk to you about anything or to reveal themselves, maybe fantasies they have or thoughts they have... 
and you don't both do that in return to each other, you're going to have problems either way. It's just a matter of time, lifestyle yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this next one? It says, at first, the possibility someone might do it better. But then we realize that as fun as it is messing with other people, nothing beats the time spent learning your partner. Yeah. Like, I've learned more about you as a person that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. That desires, fantasies, besides you, I didn't know were there, and you actually kind of didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah, definitely. What's the next one? The um, next challenge that we were told. Yeah, actually sitting down and having a conversation about why boundaries our relationship, and so much more along those lines. It wasn't easy, but it was and is great. Yeah, so again, that kind of ties on, uh, goes back to communication. Mm-hmm. Like sitting down, not yelling and arguing, but having a conversation. Yeah. Like a professional, adult, mature conversation. What do you like? What yeah. do you fantasize about? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take offense I'm not going to take it personally. You're a separate person. You're a separate human from me with different desires and fantasies. And you're different than me and I'm different than you. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and having that kind of conversation. Definitely. Uh, the next challenge we got was. Uh, it says meeting people. We're on the shyer side of things. So it's a little hard for us to break out to meet people. Okay. So again, we address the shyness. Um, If you'll just. Now, I. You know, guys, you you can compliment ladies, too. Mm-hmm. But, or, like, guys, if, if there's a pretty lady with a guy, and let's say they're at the bar, and you walk up to get a drink, and you look at him and go, oh, hey, what do you have there? What are you drinking? And he goes, oh, I've got an old-fashioned, or I've got whiskey, I've got rum, i got vodka, whatever. Um, just say, oh, that's cool. By the way, my name's so-and-so. What's your name? That's a simple icebreaker. Like, and don't... Yeah, don't make it harder than it is, yeah, guys. A, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are shy... And terrified to talk to people because they they have the intent that they're hoping it'll lead to sex. And it's like, man, it gives off a bad vibe. It makes you nervous. It's like a salesman who doesn't give a shit about you. They're just bent on making the sale. It's no wonder they're stressed. Yeah. And then you sense it like you want to buy shit, but you don't want to be sold. Yeah. And and that's how it is. Mm-hmm. But also, like we said earlier, hey, have your lady. If she, if she generally thinks a lady has something pretty about her and she wants to compliment her, no lady... Usually mine's being complimented. Oh, no. Especially by another lady. It comes off a lot less weird than it does if a guy does it. Absolutely. Like I've I've done before. Oh, my gosh. I really love your outfit. Like I did that Saturday. And the girl's like, thank you. Man, you've done that in vanilla settings in the line at the store just being nice and made friends. Yeah. Uh, like really good lifelong friends. And you weren't trying to fuck them or anything. No. You know, it was, before, it was years before lifestyle. Oh, and, yeah. And so like... Like, just be a normal it's not hard. person. Like, just be like, oh, my gosh, I really like your earrings. Or, oh, my gosh, I really like your shoes. Those are so cute. Where did you get them? How would you feel, ladies? Let's say, let's say, ladies, how would you feel if another lady walked up to you and compliment, complimented you on your dress or your necklace or your watch or your heels, your eyeshadow, your, your eyelashes that you put on maybe or whatever, uh, what you're wearing? How would you feel if a lady walked up and just genuinely comment, complimented you? Would you feel off put? Would you feel weird? Would you want to no. reject her? No, it makes it would make me feel good because it's like, okay, I took the time to wear what I'm wearing tonight to the club to look as best as I can, mm. and somebody took a somebody noticed. Yeah, and you spent all that time 
in the bathroom, putting on the makeup, the eyelashes that stay and then they don't fucking stay. And then you get the magnetic ones, the magnetic ones, or the ones with Mm -hmm. glue. Mm -hmm. And you put all that effort in. And now somebody notices, like, you're flattered and you love that. Well, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it, it's like somebody somebody took the time to realize something about me that took time and that yeah. I tried my best to look good. And and honestly, in in the lifestyle, like at a, at a resort or a club or whatever, a swinger club, people don't have to give you a compliment. Yeah. Like, if they give you a compliment, they probably mean it mm-hmm. because they gain nothing by complimenting you. Like, there are hundreds of other people usually around they could compliment. If they actually didn't think it, they probably wouldn't have wasted their fucking time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just another way to meet people. I mean, just, I always tell people, act like you're, like, talking to your sister and her boyfriend or something. Like, just make it that, in the sense that, not that you're trying to fuck your sister, but <laughs> in the sense that, how would you talk to them if you if you walked up to them yeah. in a public setting? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, how's it going? Like, there would be no pressure. Yeah. Well, approach it that way. Because mm-hmm. when you don't, everyone, like, people notice. We notice. We're off put. Our our radars go off. We don't know what's going on. And we're just like, I don't know what it is about them, but no. Yeah. So the next one. Another one says, we've been good with communication and jealousy. Our biggest issue is finding people we are attracted to and that are in all caps, actually wanting to meet up and wanting to uh, want to what wanting, wanting the same thing want, as you. Want the, yeah, they, they a four way connection is hard to find or hard to make, which is why we have talked about playing separate. But that's hard to find too. Haha. Ha. Okay, so basically, getting finding another couple where there's chemistry between all four people. Yeah. Um, that can be kind of hard sometimes. Hmm. Because but they're out there. Like, if you're dating or trying to pick someone up, just you, it's just two people, you and them. Yeah. Well, there's two couples involved. Do the four of you jive? Yeah. That That isn't impossible. It's not impossible to find, but it can be a challenge sometimes. But you just keep looking and you meet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm very shy, so making friends is hard for me. And my husband tries to give me a push. So hardest part is finding that balance. Yeah, we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. What is my phone doing? Oh, is that the end? I think the... that's the last one. No, it's not the end. It's my notepad is messing up. I'm going to restart it right now. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay, here they are. Um, we went through that one. Bingo with communication. Shy. Okay. Um. Oh, this is a good one. Great question, they said. It says, for me, I'm very family-oriented. Before joining the lifestyle, I didn't have adult friendships outside of work and mom friends. My life and social circle revolved around my family. It was a process to reorient myself with Reori- being... Reorient? Yeah, reorient myself with being social on an individual level outside of my family i was big in the club scene as a teen so i knew i had it in me and i'm not a shy person but on a basic level it took some time to find who i am in social circles uh, outside of being a mom and a wife yeah so she'd been a mom and wife for so long yeah she knew all the other soccer moms you know the pta and you know the cheerleading moms you Mm -hmm. know you know all the other moms in the neighborhood the school district uh, who are not in the lifestyle, they're vanilla. 
Well, she had to go actually kind of go find and create a new community. Yeah. And you probably you probably don't want those people knowing uh, that you're in the lifestyle mm-hmm. or exploring it because, uh, yeah, just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you meet somebody and you run into somebody you know and they're in the lifestyle too, which happened to us recently, it's like, oh, you're in this too. And the guy's like... The guy was like, oh, man, I, I, we run more in the same circles than that than I ever thought. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you don't say. I'm like, please don't fucking say anything. But he's cool. But, yeah. So this person said we had to get our communication right first. Then we felt like a, a kid in a candy store. So many experiences, so many places. I love that. <laughs> Once they got their communication right, they got on the same page with each other. We're, we're going to do a communication episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. We haven't done it yet. Um, finding other people in the lifestyle. We talked about that. Uh, re- read that one about setting boundaries. Uh, sounding bound, setting boundaries and rules, expectations before diving in head first. We didn't do that, and it created issues. So, um, yeah, and there's an example. Like on top of setting those boundaries and whatever, I realized in the beginning there were in the beginning there will be things you don't know that you don't know, like we talked about. Yeah. And the boundaries, um, as you get more comfortable, can and sometimes evolve or change as you're both comfortable with doing so, um, only if you're on the same page. And again, don't take a hit for the team. We talked about that. Yeah. This person's number one challenge, they said. Number one challenge was and is finding someone who isn't a flake. Yeah, so I've had to talk to some people and go, what exactly is a flake? I figure that's someone who's like, hey, let's meet up. And then, like, they're just a no-show. That is. But also, I've learned it's a lot of people, like, on SDC or Cassidy or SLS. And we have links in the in the show notes for meeting people uh, online in your local area. Just go click those links in the show notes. Um, it's also, like, people who send messages and hmm. pictures back and forth hmm. forever. Well, no, they, they always act interested. But they never end up actually meeting, so they kind of wasted someone's time. Yeah, because this per you know people thought they were interested, and they just weren't because they were just for whatever reason they never actually ever wanted to meet up, or they said they did, and then something would always come up, and it's like yeah, they just flake. Yeah, and that's that's a pretty common thing. We've been pretty fortunate with meeting people we have because we've been meeting them in person at the club, which yeah. I think there's no better way than that. Learning, uh, learning how to mingle with strangers, how to know if they're interested. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm I'm about 38 years old. I just fucking ask people. You know, I don't go up to people and just say, "Hey, you into gangbangs, threesomes, or like, what are you into? You like anal? You like D- like DPs? Like, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. We act like normal people. We get to know them, like we talked yeah. about. Yeah. And then other, and also, what we will do is say, you know, one of the reasons we come to the life to this club. It's because we're curious about this kind of experience. And, you know, so we kind of go first. Yeah. We mentioned something that we're wanting to try or we're into. Mm-hmm. And and then we say something like, well, if if it's okay or only if you're comfortable, don't feel pressured. Uh, is there anything in particular you're looking for in coming to the, to, to the club? Yeah. Um, or to this meet and greet? Mm-hmm. Because everyone's there for a reason. Everyone's wanting to try something or explore something. Or else they wouldn't be there. So we kind of yeah. go, we get to know them first, just as normal people, like you should. Um, and then we'll kind of go first, though. Say, you know, this is something that we recently tried or we've been looking to try. And what this does is, if those other people are into that, that tells them, oh, my gosh, they're comfortable. Like, these people are on the same page as us. Or if they're not, they go, oh, they might not be for us. But here, we'll share. We actually want this other thing. Mm-hmm. 
And then, oh, we're into that too. Or maybe we're not. Or, you know, whatever. Like, at least we kind of know. Yeah. Like, you don't actually have to feel weird about asking. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, know if they're interested. Well, if someone asks, hey, do you want to go back to one of the playrooms? That's code word for we want to have sex with you. And that's a sure bet. Yeah. They're interested. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that happened uh, a couple of weeks ago on the dance floor uh, with uh, that that one chick from the other side mm-hmm. of the country that we we didn't we, so didn't, we didn't get her information for, uh, and I fucking uh, regret it oh now. My God, I wish we would have. Oh my gosh, she was me hot too. as shit. Uh huh. And I got to fuck with her, and it was amazing. She made you come, didn't she? When, no. Oh, that's another lady. But no, she, but she was she the hottest was fucking lady in the Fucking that. awesome. She was. Oh my God. She was hot. Uh, so finding compatible people, same thing. Um, uh, what to do as a couple when we meet a single one of us is interested in a party. Uh, we just let it play out over time. We got you, we used to letting it roll. Uh-huh. I don't really know what that person meant. I don't really know what to do as a couple when we meet a single one of us. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. really know. Um, this person said that's easy. Jealousy. We talked and decided any issues we would talk about, and nine years later, we still talk. Most situations can be worked out with communication and compromise. Yeah, so, you know, talking about, like, if if you're having an argument, like, what does XYZ mean to you? Like, the thing that your partner's mad about. Like, okay, yeah. that's what you're mad about. What does that mean to you? Like, what meaning is are you associating with that? That's mm-hmm. usually the real challenge that you actually need to talk about and you can get past once you realize what that actually is. Finding someone who was in a flake. We did that. Um, Oh, that's a good one. They didn't know. We didn't know how to vet couples early on. Learned the hard way. Turned out the ones who hardcore preach they are no drama and non-judgmental Seem to be the worst. <laughs> they must have come from the church Think world. Think <laughs> they thought these were the biggest selling points. So, in other words, people who are like, "We're not into drama. We're we're not we're not judgmental." They apparently seem to be the worst. And like I said, reminds me of the church world we come from. Mm-hmm. Love everybody. Don't judge. Then they judge the fucking shit out of you. Oh once yeah. You, once they learn something about you, and uh, then there's drama and rumors. But yeah, now that happens in every group. I'm not just you know. Trash in the church, but hey, that shit happens everywhere. So, mm-hmm. um, I wish I would have read books. This person says there are many good ones to help educate before diving in. Yeah, educate yourself. Yeah. Watch a ton of online videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the club we go to is owned by, uh, you know, uh, their names are John and Jackie, I think, and they own the club we go to and a few others. And I think theirs is their their YouTube and everything. Their website's called Open Love One Hundred One. They have a, a ton of good videos. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of videos out there, but theirs in particular, we've watched a ton of theirs, and they're pretty short, um, a lot of them, so they're consumable. And, you can, and they're, they're really good. You can watch, like, a five- or six-minute video of theirs and then have, like, an hour-long discussion if you have time. That's really helpful because it brought something up. Uh, the next one challenge was actually having a real conversation about it, understanding there's no failure on either of us. Yeah. So actually having a conversation about, hey, going to a swingers club. Yeah. Like, how do you present that? Like, we'll we'll talk about that in another one as well. Um, so as we wrap up here, 
Um, well, let's you, read if, this last well, one. Yeah. Well, here, if if you go back to episode one, I believe it was the first three baby steps to exploring the swinger lifestyle. We we I tell a story about where I I shared my fuck it list with June, yeah. which is my sex bucket list. And on there was a swingers club, mm-hmm. and that it was kind of a safe thing to share among some other things. Um, I felt it was a safe time to share. I didn't know what she'd think, but it was on there. And it was actually one of the things that she thought was, well, worst we can do is just walk in there and see what goes on. And so that became, you know, an open door there. Which one were you looking at? Um, I was looking at that one. Okay. It says separating our vanilla life from our play life and keeping those circles apart from each other. So vanilla life is people who are not swingers in case yeah. you're wondering. Yeah. So separating your normal circle of influence and friends from those you meet in the lifestyle says it's a hard day when those circles intersect and people say or act in a way that uh, the other circle runs from. Sadly, I have lost more than a few friends when they accidentally found out about our lifestyle. Both worlds are great, but they are definitely they're definitely need to be separated. Yeah, they definitely need to be separated. Yeah, this is really unfortunate. I mean, yeah. our culture preaches one way of doing things when you know, the, you know, let's say monogamous marriage. Um, lots of benefits to that. However, lots of misunderstanding about things like the lifestyle and whatnot. And, you know, by the way, over half of all monogamous marriages end in divorce. So, yeah. you know, that's a pretty big fucking failure rate. So mm-hmm. to say that's the only way that works is kind of stupid. Yeah. I mean, I've been skydiving. If I went to go skydiving again, and the instructor looked at me and said, look, buddy, more than 50% of the time, 50% or more than 50% of the time, this fucking chute on my back isn't going to open. Uh, just so you know, you still want to go skydiving? I'd be like, fuck no. Fuck no. But people get married every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, oh, that's that's the way. Like, like, well, you might you might want to start looking at, at some uh, some stats, you know. Yeah. And just considering things. Um, making the four-way connection. Uh, learning it's okay to enjoy... Uh, one-on-one and communicate wishes and desires even when you think they won't accept it. Yeah, like being open with your spouse. Jealousy was another one. Um, shyness again. Jealousy. Oh, yeah, read that one. Um, it says, finding balance. As a woman, I have a plethora of options for secondary partners. It's been hard for my boyfriend to find just one secondary partner. Granted, he's looking on Tinder, and I was only recently told not many women on there are interested in being a second priority. If he would let me take more pictures of him, I'd create a fat life. A fat life, as I also recently learned women on there are more accepting of those sorts of arrangements. Yeah, it's kind of like a hookup at Fat Life. Okay. So yeah, you know, she's like this lady's saying like, there's any 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 woman can pretty much find like guys who'd want to fuck them, but with guys it's just kind of different, you know, because you know with women it's a, a little different dynamic. Um, you know, then consent. How much can you touch? If you touch without asking, you don't. You know, we talked about that. Yeah. Um. Being able to come to terms with the reality of one's fantasies. Mm -hmm. So I think that has to do with not feeling bad about your fantasies and not rejecting them and also just realizing they're normal, but also not rejecting your partner's fantasies and and realizing it doesn't actually mean anything about you. Yeah. And again, that was the biggest thing I had to overcome with June was helping her realize 
my fantasies are not about you. They don't take away from you and they don't reflect poorly on you. I'm just a separate human creature with my own fantasies like you have. Yeah. And once you realize that, once we got on the same page there, that challenge really uh, got conquered. And we've we've really moved far past it in a very short amount of time, pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. So it's all about being on the same page, huh? Absolutely. Well, that's the end of our episode uh, where we talked about some of the most common challenges for newbies to the swinger lifestyle. If you have any questions, as always, send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. And you know, if we're wrong about something, if you don't like something I said, or we said, or you have a different opinion, send that too. We love to yes, share it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're not perfect. We're not you know, experts in anything. We're still learning. You know, I say things that piss people off sometimes. They're not politically <laughs> correct, but hey, you know, if I get passionate about something, I, I, I talk like other people talk. I'm human. So we appreciate you listening today and we hope this was helpful for you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the New Swingers Podcast. Do you have a question about the swinger lifestyle or an issue you're struggling with? Send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. Newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. And there's a good chance we may anonymously feature and discuss your question so it can be helpful for you as well as other listeners. Just send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com.